This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, and I'm sitting here in the virtual joint with, hold on a second, I'm on my own. This is actually the first time I, I think anyone, in just over a thousand Besotted podcasts that we've actually done it on our own. And the reason why, we've just recorded our thousandth and our thousandth and one podcast. Check it out on prideofwest.london, some fantastic memories there, and uh, everyone got a bit drunken and a bit excited, and they've vacated the, the the camp and there's no one left it's just me Billy the Bee here uh, sitting down here just reflecting on the last thousand podcasts the last nine years and also looking forward to the match against Burnley on Saturday so what we're going to do is I thought tell you something we ain't going to go into a long ting this time we're just going to give you a mini pod we're just going to bring you the bare bones of what we're going to do to look forward to that Burnley game as well but before I do that we've got to look back to the a thousandth podcast like I said to you there's a whole crew of us sat around in the castle pub in Ealing we had a right good laugh and we chatted about the last nine years we chatted about championship and getting promoted to the championship and all sorts of funny things that happened in the championship and then we, the pandemic came and then all the all the all the strangeness of the pandemic and how it changed the football fabric and also the podcasting fabric as well and then our promotion you know we didn't actually mention the Fulham game when we lost in the pandemic we just glossed over that one went straight to the promotion and then afterwards we came and talked about the Arsenal game how we beat Arsenal um, at that first game of the season then how we've actually ended up now as a established Premier League side I'm saying that with my fingers crossed because obviously we've had a, a little run which has been a little bit tricky tricky quite recently so like I said to you check that out on Pride of West. London. there's two episodes there a thousand and a thousand plus one podcast which is all good um, but just coming back to that before that we had a game before that a couple of weeks ago we played Man United and everything was looking hunky-dory scored a goal and we were looking fairly in control of that one Norgard knocked the ball into the back of the net I think it was Norgard it was a couple of weeks ago and I'll tell you something so much has happened since then I don't even know but then two goals Man United threw the kitchen sink at us in the last what you know injury time basically the last four minutes of injury time and they scored two goals 
my argument about this i'll say to you that nine times out of ten probably 99 out of times out of ten they will throw the kitchen sink and nothing will happen but this time it happened they actually managed to score two goals a lot of frustration for the people went down to that game because obviously they felt they were going to get their first win in man united since christ knows since before the war i think it was but that wasn't quite to happen we decided not to do a post-match podcast after that because that post-match podcast would have been our thousandth podcast and we didn't want to <laughs> go out on a thousand podcast on a low so we just chilled out from that went bang straight into the thousand on a big bang and now we're coming back we're talking about the Burnley game not much else to talk about the Man United game at the moment now because we're going to have the Gowler a little bit later who's going to give us a tactical and statistical lowdown on that Man United game but what we're going to do we're going to go over to JB because JB he was talking about the fact that tell you something right we might currently only have seven points but it's not all that bad because we have had seasons in the past where, to be quite honest with you, we haven't racked up that many points at the beginning of the season and things haven't turned out too badly. So we're going to go over to JB to listen to his facts and his funk. Jonathan Birchall back again. With eight games gone and only seven points on the board, it's easy to forget that we've been here before. Back in 2017-18, Dean Smith's second full season in charge, after eight games we only had points from four draws. we just sold Dean, Cullan and Jota to Birmingham. Players already missing games were Dalsgaard, Henry, Woods, Vibe, McEachran, Josephson and Canis, and we're not seeing the injured Alan Judge or Lewis McLeod at that stage of the season. But then in our next eight, we won five and drew three, before going on to finish ninth in the championship. Since three points for a win was introduced in 1981, that 2017-18 season was our worst return from the opening eight games. This season has been equal fourth lowest after eight games, although none of those four poor starts went on to be one of the three relegation seasons we've had in that 43-year period. In the following season, of course, Dean Smith had moved on, and on the 20th of October 2018, Thomas Frank was in charge for the first time, in a game which ended in a 1-0 defeat to Bristol City. His team selection that day was hampered by injuries, including to Josh De Silva and Rico Henry. It was also the start of a run where we took four points from a possible 30 of all our managers or head coaches since we joined the Football League in 1920. That was the worst start in the league for any of them. After some of our squad collected more international caps last weekend, it was back in 1934 that Idris Hopkins became the first player to win an international cap whilst on our books, when he was selected by Wales. In his last Brentford game before his debut, he celebrated by scoring one of the goals at Griffin Park in a 6-1 win against Burnley. So there you go, JB Fats and Funk talking about the bees and struggling at the start of the season Dean Smith's early days we remember that I mean forget that Dean Smith's early days Thomas Frank's early days as we said you know he was toast as far as a lot of people are concerned first 10 games didn't couldn't win couldn't win for Toffee as it was but you know the signs were there that we were going to do the business and, 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 and just goes to show what's happened so like I said to you you have to have a little bit of faith coming back about having a little bit of faith we had faith that we might get three points at Old Trafford and it wasn't quite to be what we're going to do is we're going to go over to the Gowler of B's breakdown because he's going to give us the statistical and tactical lowdown of that Man United game. But then what he's also going to do 
is going to look forward to the Burnley game. Hey, this is Jacob Galler from Bees Breakdown here to unfortunately do a Manchester United review and then do a Burnley preview. So Manchester United created 1.43 XG and Brentford created 0.95 XG. But the majority of United's XG was actually in stoppage time. They recorded 0.73 XG in the last seven minutes. I thought that Brentford did a good job baiting United into pressuring their center backs, which freed up Yanel and Norgard, who were then able to play those long passes into wide areas, uh, which really just let us progress the ball easily. Uh, I think that Brentford also did a good job on, on set plays. They created 0.62 XG from those situations, which was mostly just those long throws where United kind of let the ball bounce around too much in the box. I thought out of possession, Brentford did well, preventing United from getting into dangerous areas for most of the match. As the match progressed, United was stretching out Brentford's low block, using combination play on the wings, and then loading up the back post. Uh, some standout players. Pinnock recorded 19 clearances. He actually leads the Premier League with 59 total clearances this season. Pinnock and Collins both won all of their aerial duels, a uh, total of six. And then Jensen had 0.42 XG buildup, which basically just means that he was heavily involved in any Brentford possession that led to a shot. I really thought that Brentford's depth was tested and the long injury list only left the Bees with five players on the bench having played in the Premier League. All right, now on to that Burnley preview. So Burnley are 18th in the table, and they've created the second lowest XG at 6.5 compared to Brentford's 13.8. They've also let in 20 goals on 14.7 XGA, so they're really underperforming there with the worst save percentage in the Premier League at 61.7%. They've all also only generated 146 shot-creating actions, which is the third lowest in the Premier League and they're relying on their captain, Josh Brownhill, to create those chances. They're also averaging 48.8% possession, which is next to Brentford's 49%. And they've recently been using a 4-3-3, but they also have come out in that 4-2-3-1 earlier in the year. Uh, so definitely look for them to build in wide areas. They use those wide players and then cut inside and, and look to shoot from distance. They actually have the second longest average shot distance. Uh, one other interesting thing I found was that Burnley are 18th for percentage of shots on target with 27.1%, but Brentford are 19th with 27%. And last season, Brentford finished first for the percentage of shots on target with 36.8%. So Burnley come to New Griffin Park for the first time since Phil Bird, the Burnley commentator, sat in our commentary box and he sat there when we scored our second goal, which basically it kind of sealed our our, our stay in the in, in the Premier League, in our first season in the Premier League. And we were very happy, all the fans, and they got up and they started dancing and singing around and the game wasn't even over. And Phil Bird, the commentator, wasn't very happy and he very famously talked about the fact that we were celebrating like we won the European Cup. The clip went viral and it was hilarious. Anyway, so I think he's going to be coming down again. Hopefully he's going to, he's going to, well, hopefully he doesn't say the same thing this time. Hopefully he does say the same thing again, but we shall see. But like I said to you, it was Sean Dyche who was the manager then. I think it was one of his last games as manager. Um, JB again came up with a really interesting fact, the fact that Sean Dyche has uh, played against us six times. He's beaten us five times and he has lost only once. And I actually saw Sean Dyche 
after the Forest game. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast as well, and I chatted to him after the Forest game because he actually lives in one of the pubs that I drink in after the Forest game because, like I said, you stay in the Forest game. And he drink in one of the pubs above that, and I sat to him and I said to him, mate, you did us like a right kipper, didn't you? And he says, yeah, you mean that we were good and you were shite? And I thought, okay, that's quite, that's quite frank, Sean, but maybe you were right. And then we talked about the previous game when he was at Burnley when they played very well, they were 3-0 up within half an hour and they were playing the football that I didn't expect Burnley to play. Um, and like I said to you, respect to Burnley for playing that game and they did us like a keeper and we came away from that game and all the Brentford fans just put their hands up and they'd say fair play. And Sean Dyke said to me, fair play, not a lot of people give us credit. But, you know, to be fair, you Brentford fans are actually giving us credit because you are football people and you see football as it is. Um, but Sean Dutch isn't at Burnley anymore. He's not at Burnley anymore as well. We've got the company who Burnley absolutely smashed the league last season. So, but they're finding it a little bit trickier this season, maybe because they're trying to play the big boys at their own game. Anyway, we'll find out if that is true because, like I said to you, the, the Gowler has given us the, 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 the statistical lowdown on them. But we're going to go to Burnley to... Turfcast, and we're going to go to Joe from Turfcast because he's going to tell us all he knows about Burnley. Hello, everyone. Joe Redman here from the Burnley YouTube channel and podcast Turfcast. Just giving my thoughts ahead of this weekend's match down at the GTEC Community Stadium, Brentford versus Burnley. I'm looking forward to this one. I've got tickets. I'm coming down. Um, I don't know why I've bothered getting tickets again because, um, well, I do because it's a nice ground in a nice area with a lot of good pubs and when I went down last time it was a, a very good atmosphere uh, amongst the home fans and the away fans there were no comments no um, people you know no no, no um, silly people I was going to swear them but I didn't know what the rules were um, so you know there were none of that so I remember when we got the tickets again and um, my partner at work all day I just thought to myself you know what I'll take my little boy. Um, but uh, the last time we were in the Premier League, we left that match, well, I left that match pretty much thinking, yeah, there's no way we're going to get out of this. We're just not We're just not playing well. We're not doing anything. So it wasn't a good experience the last time. Hoping for a better one this time. Um, and I, I think it may well be a very good game. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be good enough to get a result with the injuries that we have. But of course, you've got injuries as well. Um, so it's going to be um, a good game. And I'm expecting goals. Um Last season for us, though, uh, we're coming to this one very, very confident uh, because of last season. Um, absolutely dominated the championship. You've got to give it a 10 out of 10. Like, it doesn't get any better than, than what we did last season. The only way that it could have been better is if we beat Reading's record um, of, which I think is 106 points. And it did look like we were going to do that at one point, if I'm honest. And, and just digressing a little bit, I think Leicester may be the team to finally do that this year. But enough of the actual lower leagues. We'll talk about what. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We did in that league last season. Um, but yeah, look at what we did, man. We absolutely bossed the championship. We went from playing a, a certain style of football under Sean Dash um, to a far more entertaining you know, brand of football under Vincent Company. And we did that you know, within the first 10 games. That, the, the reason why we didn't beat that points record of Reddings is, is because we started slowly and it took us about 10, 12 games to really get into our stride because Company came in and changed the whole ethos of the football club. He changed the entire way we play. He changed everything. 16 players left, you know, including Nathan Collins and Ben Meal, you, who you guys will know very well, and of course, James Tarkovsky, Nick Pope, Ashley Westwood. A lot of senior players left and so did the manager. So to be able to turn that round so quickly and have us dominate the championship so easily... Um, over the course of the season was nothing short of fantastic from Vincent Company and, and his men and, and, it, and it's a season that will live long in my memory I've seen Burnley achieve a lot more than what they did last season I've seen us finish 7th you know, I've seen us win the championship before I've seen us play in Europe alright we didn't get very far in Europe but I watched my town team where I'm from of just 90,000 people the team that when I was born were playing in what is now League 2 play against Olympiacos in a competitive match in Athens that's, that's just ridiculous but last season is my favourite ever season following Burnley. It was absolutely fantastic. And it's not just the championship and, and how well we did in the league. It's it's the way we won it as well. You know, beating Blackburn 3-0 at the turf, absolutely smashing them. Beating Preston 3-0 at the turf, absolutely smashing them. Then going to win the league at Blackburn. It's it's just what stuff the stuff like that just won't happen again. Like it's it's, it's it was fantastic, and you know I may have spent too long talking about last season on on the, on the preview for Saturday's game, but it's just it's just a season that will live long in the memory. And like I said, I've got a little boy. I'm taking him on Saturday. Like I said, I cannot wait to show him the videos of of last season uh, and the videos that I created and uh, and stuff like that when he's older. Um, yeah, brilliant season and really really joy enjoyed it. Um, but of course, it's not really. It's not really transpired into this season yet. I was quietly confident that we would be okay this season and I still do think we survive. We'll get onto that, I'm sure, at some point, but I do still think that we will survive. Um, but after eight games, I didn't expect us to be in this position. Um, but when you look at the teams that we played, Man City, Tottenham, Villa, Newcastle, you know, all these teams that are either in and around the top four or are trying to break into it in the likes of Villa. And, and even your Man United and Chelsea, yeah, they're not the teams they used to be, uh, but they've still got quality players. Um, so, you know, we've had a very tough start. The only teams that we've played who are going to be in and around us are Nottingham Forest and Luton, and we picked up four points and they were both away from home. So, I think we'll be alright. I think we get points against the teams in and around us. Not all of them, but most of them in most of the games. And I think that's what drags us over the line uh, this season. Um, so it's 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 kind of like last season in a way. We're starting slowly, but I do think we come good. Um, but one of the things I did say at the start of the season, because um, I did predict us to finish somewhere between 11th and 14th. I may have reined that in a little bit and then I will be like, well, maybe 15th, 16th, something like that, 14th to 16th. Um, but it's it's taking its time because we brought in a lot of new players um, and, and, and for all the credit that Vincent Company deserves for turning it around last season so quickly he does deserve a bit of criticism this season because I do think he's making some mistakes uh, we obviously lost Ian Markson at the start of the season he went back to Chelsea he was instrumental for us last season um, and in, uh, the obvious thing would, would be to play Charlie Taylor at left back because he's the only left back we actually have at the club but instead of doing that Vincent Company spent the first five, six games playing centre-backs there and right backs there and it, it would just you can see what he's trying to do because he's got a certain system where these um, 
left backs and right backs they'll slot into centre mid and they'll slot into centre back when not in possession or in possession um, and he couldn't get that balance because last season we had Connor Roberts on the right and he was slotting into the middle while Ian Markson was bombing on um, but this season we just don't have that balance um, and I think he was desperate to try and find that balance again and um, he just didn't do it he, he just couldn't find it and he just kept putting square pegs in round holes and making mistakes and he's making a mistake in my opinion as well with the current situation with the goalkeeper uh, Arianette Murich was fantastic last season for us we bought James Trafford who will be brilliant for us eventually and will probably be the England goalkeeper in, in three four years but he's not ready yet and for some reason Vincent Company is sticking by him um, and I will be bringing Murich back in he was fantastic last season and deserves his chance in the Premier League um, but I'm happy with him uh, there's been a few rumours um, that you know well not rumours but that you know, you get you get the odd account on Twitter that's usually faceless who says, "Oh, we need to get rid of him if you know if we don't beat Brentford and Bournemouth." It's calm down. And I, I, I'd 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 be exactly the same as what I did the year we first came up with Dash. If we get relegated by company, stick by him, kick on. Um, but in terms of the squad, I think going forward we are fantastic. At the back, we are pretty horrendous. It, it is that simple at the minute. Midfields. <sighs> Midfield can be non-existent without the ball at times, um, but with the ball they can create some decent chances. Um, I'm very happy with Lyle Foster. I think he's a brilliant addition to the squad. Uh, we brought him in in January and he didn't really hit the ground running in the Championship, actually. But um, he's, he's, he's done very, very well in the Premier League. Luca Corleosho, he's come in from, I think it was Espanyol B, like someone really random like that. And, and he's hit the ground running. He's fantastic. Uh, we've got Zeki Amduna. He's a little bit out of form, admittedly, but he's very, very good. I've never seen a Burnley player keep the ball as well as him since Stephen Defoe. Um, and it's we, we've just got some very good players going forward. It's at the back where we've looked look suspect, and I think it's more the system. It's not that I did, not that I don't like the system. I just do think it is a little bit of the system um, exposing us a little bit. But we have had some injuries as well. Uh, Jordan Bay is currently injured. I'll be very surprised to see him on Saturday. And he is he is our best defender uh, in my opinion. Uh, Al Dakiel is injured as well. Um, so we could genuinely just pick someone out. Out of, the, out of the stands at the minute to put it centre-back. Uh, we are getting quite low. It'll probably be something like Delcourt and O'Shea, who I, I'm not really confident on, uh, to be honest, with Charlie Taylor at left-back and Conor Roberts at right-back, and probably Trafford uh, in net, which is not something I do. But uh, the squad looks a little bit unbalanced at the minute, but I think we can hurt teams um, going forward. And it's interesting because... Um, I do, like I said, I've, I've been down to Brentford before, um, and obviously you were the you were the team that uh, we actually battered, the only team that we battered the year we went down, obviously, at the turf. I think it was the first win of the season, wasn't it, 4-0? Um, so I remember going down to that game, even though you'd done quite well that season, being quite confident, like, well, we've battered them already, like, why, why wouldn't we? But in that game, um, the 2-0 loss, um, yeah, it, it was a tough one to take, that one. Not because we lost to Brentford or anything like that. I know how frustrating it can be as a fan of a small club myself. When people go, oh, we should be beating these, we should be beating these. That's not what why it was frustrating. It was just we didn't lay a glove on you. We didn't even try. Like Yes, we you know, contained you quite well until, what, the 75th minute or whatever it was when you got the first goal. But we just we just sat back and just said, right, come at us. And then you're thinking, well, can't attack them then and, or whatever. And we just didn't do anything. It was a proper, typical... Um, Sean Dyche performance but it, it used to work sometimes under Dyche and then towards his last 18 months there were just too many performances like that where it was just sit back wait for the opposition to come at us and then you'd expect us to counter and we just never did um, and it was one of them and I left uh, I nearly said Griffin Park then but I left uh, the GTEC Stadium that day thinking yeah we're going down um, so yeah but obviously Brentford have come on loads since then it's, it's really good to see I love it when I see 
clubs of uh, sorry smaller clubs upsetting the app, Apple Cart and you know obviously you beat Man United 4-0 last season had some other famous results last season that one sticks in my mind because I remember Ben Mee uh, scored a header um, and obviously I love Ben Mee uh, I'm hoping to see him on Saturday uh, if I'm honest not like, from a personal point of view but I, I want to see him play but just looking at your injuries before I recorded this and it's unlikely that I will do which is a shame um, but yeah I love Ben Mee and of course Nathan Collins as well another former Claret um, I don't dislike Nathan but it's, it's different Ben Mee's a Burnley legend and, and stuff like that whereas Nathan was only here for one season then left as soon as we got relegated out of nowhere to um, Wolves at first wasn't it yeah and then you guys have signed him in this summer I believe um, but yeah really looking forward to seeing Ben Nathan I'm, indif- I'm indifferent on him I'm not, I'm not too bothered um, but one of the, the main talking points I do remember from um, that game was the uh, the Phil Bird and oh, what's his name no I, I, I follow him on Twitter and he follows me and I can't remember him he's called Andy I think um, um, the core commentator um, yeah you know what And it went viral at the time I can't remember if it was you guys that shared it I think it was to be honest but it went viral at the time and I agree their comments do come across as very salty and very bitter but I think you've got to remember in that moment they would have been very salty and very bitter if, if I was very salty and very bitter in that moment there's no way I'd have been enjoying myself sat there where them two were um, they're both really nice lads I saw Phil in Aldi the other day actually um, because you know it costs a living crisis we all shop at Aldi now don't we um, but uh, yeah and uh, I've, I've met Andy a couple of times as well and like I said we follow each other on Twitter but it, it, it was so out of character for both of them especially Phil Phil is very reserved Um and it was just so out of character for both of them. But I do sympathise with them. If I had been in and amongst that after that defeat, I would probably have been just as bitter, if not more bitter. I, I could have even been swinging. Um, but uh, I do sympathise with them. But yeah, it was pretty funny. I remember when you shared it and the bitterness had worn off. I watched it back again. I know I'm laughing my head off. Um, but I, I do sympathise with them. 100% sympathise with them. If, if, if we're 3-0 if we're down on Saturday for example who knows you could see something similar but um, yeah I hope not for their sake um, but yeah just looking ahead to the game I'm expecting a lot of goals I'm expecting two teams going toe to toe with each other um, your forward line worries me because of how bad our defence is you're quite good at creating chances you've just not really been scoring as much as you probably would have thought um, and I think you're, you're in a, a position where you probably didn't think you would be at the start of the season Lost some suspect games to Everton. It's interesting to see how you're going to develop now as the course of the season goes on. You could get dragged into it and then you could move away. I think you're one of them teams that if you got dragged into it, people will be surprised. But a few people you know, were surprised last season when the likes of Leicester got dragged into it. Better teams than Brentford have been relegated before. I do think you'll be OK. Um, but I'm expecting this one to be plenty of goals. Um, I'm just, I'm just glad Ivan Tony's not playing. Um, he really would hurt us, but um, obviously you've got Mbwemo as well. He's a fantastic player. He worries me a little bit, but it's, it's mainly your chance creation that worries me because you've created a lot of chances this season, and um, if you continue in that vein of form against us, you'll create chances very, very easily. Um, but I'm going two-two. Um, maybe slightly overconfident there with the start that we've had, but my um, thing for that, I'll point towards you know the teams in and around us your Forests and your Lutons played very well against both of them especially the first 45 to 50 minutes against Luton where we absolutely dominated them you know the second 45 was a little bit you know more Luton than, than we would have liked but um, Forest we played Forest twice actually this season once in the cup as well and, and we beat them in that one um, over the 180 minutes where we played Forest we were probably the better side for um, I've got terrible maths three quarters of it I'm going to talk in minutes then but uh, 135 uh, minutes of that match but um uh, of the matches should I say but um, yeah I'm expecting us to to be better 
um, than we have been this season uh, against you. But my worry is the defence. If Bayer and Aldakiel are out, you could create some chances and get some joy forward. But thank you, Oda, for listening. Thank you for inviting me on the show. A big fan of Besotted. We've already had um, one of your team on our show. If you want to check it out, you can do so. Just go to Turfcast Podcast. It's on YouTube as well, so you can watch it. And, um, yeah, Besotted has been one of the podcasts that I've always looked to for, for inspiration. So you guys should be very proud of what you do. It's been a pleasure coming on the show. Good luck for the rest of the season. But as I always say, after Saturday. So there you go. That's Joe from Turfcast, the Burnley podcast, and he's given us the lowdown, Burnley. So listen, this is it, the end of our little mini pod, just giving you a little bit of a lowdown before the Burnley game so that we've got some facts and we've got some figures and we've got a bit of a vibe of what's going to go on that game. Hopefully Bees will get three points. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to the Bees myself. I haven't got anyone else here in the studio with me because, like I said to you, they're still recovering after doing the thousandth podcast. But all I want to say to everybody is thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for listening to us for our thousand podcasts as well. Hopefully we'll have another thousand to go as well. Don't forget to, if you like what we do, buy us a beer, besotted.com forward slash beer. And next week, we're going to be back in the studio before the Chelsea game. And hopefully I'll have the characters back with me. We may even go down the pub again because we enjoyed it so much. Thanks very much for listening. Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.